This is the Mike Salk Show. Powered through the Alaska Airline Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On 710 ESPN Seattle. We'll talk some baseball with Mariners President of Baseball Operations, Jerry DePoto, coming up here in just a moment. I love this song. State of Love and Trust. It's on the single soundtrack, right? It's good. Yeah, it is. Um, Sorry, I derailed you like you that. You did. I, I had a whole thing I was going to say. Hey, did you see that uh, Cleveland is going to actually change its name? I think it looks like it's going to go into effect tomorrow. They will become the Cleveland Guardians. They'll what? no longer be the Cleveland Indians. Well, they did a whole really produced video with Tom Hanks narrating yeah. last year, so I assumed it was... Well, they were waiting on the lawsuit to be settled, I think, with the roller derby team before yes. they could go fully all in on it, but yes. they got that done. Yeah, it finally did get done. I, I, knew, I mean, I've known it was coming, and they've obviously talked about it for a while, but we have an official date now is tomorrow... Uh, they will officially become the Cleveland Guardians. I like this story too. If you don't know the story behind it, you should Google it. Yeah, what it, I forget it. What, what I, it's I like know. the bridge going into Cleveland. Yeah. There's this big. Um, um, I don't even know what you call them. They're not statues, but they're like forms, and yeah. they call them the Guardians. So when you enter, they always said that they guarded the city of Cleveland. Yes. So when you cross the bridge, what the Guardians greet you, guarding them against the river that catches on fire. I I'm guess not sure. so. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry was drafted there. I mean, Jerry started his career there. Jerry DePoto. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? How are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm popping in late to the conversation, but it sounds like we might be talking about Cleveland, Ohio. We are. Do you see uh, they're officially changing the name tomorrow? They'll become the Guardians. Yeah, it's it's an adjustment for me, but I think even just talking through it with uh, or chatting about it with the Indians people, I think or Guardians people, they invite the change. They they think it was a uh, long overdue and is going to be very welcome. I forgot that you had started your career there, and uh, you were kind of traded with some fun names in the in the first trade of your career. Jeremy Burnitz, right? You were dealt for Burnitz, and uh, also traded with Paul Bird, who had that double-handed old-school windup. You were around some kind of interesting people then. Yeah, I would. Do it. I, I associate myself with interesting people. It's how I roll. <laughs> Paul Bird's delivery to this day cracks me up. Did, was he doing that that early in his career? No, you know, I, I met Birdie in 1990. He was uh, drafted, or 91, drafted out of LSU, and he was very conventional. And, uh, you know, he he spent uh, a little longer in the minor leagues than, than he maybe would have preferred, and he was looking for something to add deception, and he came up with that. He said, I'm just going to try to fire up a, a Satchel Page look, and, <laughs> and it worked, <laughs> and he had a great career. He had a really long career, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, how was San Diego or, or Carlsbad? What did you take out of your time with all of your peers? Uh, wonderful, uh, you know, sunny talking baseball. And my takeaway was that there is, uh, you know, the, the market is moving. And I think you can see that in the first couple of weeks of November here, uh, especially with, with some of the action this week with free agents. And that's, it, you did get a sense, uh, while we were in San Diego that there was, uh, a, a higher rate of, uh, of speed to the, the way the market was moving then is typically the case in early November, which yeah. I think is it, it's both a good and a fun thing. Well, I, and is that the sense of urgency with this December 1st potential lockout deadline looming? You know, I'm sure it's something to do with it in the background, but, it, you know, I know for us and for the, the teams that we were associated with, and even the, the player reps that we met with while in San Diego and that we've talked about since, we're, everyone is going about this as if it's business as usual, and uh, it's a, it hasn't really changed. It is moving at a, at a quicker speed, though, and you know that's not disappointing for us because that, that that lands right in our breadbasket. Actually, <laughs> do you feel like you're close to anything right now? 
I uh, can't say that I feel close to anything, but we are, we've made progress on a couple of trade talks and we have made what I think is we have, we have made real progress in, in getting in front of the right free agents. Now, those things can come together very quickly or they can just die on the vine and hopefully we're able to continue to, to push them forward. What does that mean when you say real progress on getting in front of the right free agents? What, what is, I'm not sure what that means. It means sitting down face to face with the players that we are interested in sitting down with. And, you know, that's not always easy to do because you've got 30 teams vying for, for time and, and each free agent, his family members, especially as you, you get up uh, on close to the holidays, at each sit down meeting is you, you're committing, you know, a day to, to that team. And, and that's a, a, a pretty daunting thing when you've got family coming in, holidays and, you know, that's part of, you know, this early market that I think is, is intriguing. And, and we have, you know, more than a handful of, of live meetings set up. And, mm. and hopefully between now and, and uh, shortly after Thanksgiving, we see, you know, the next step, which is, is starting to, to make progress on negotiating deals. Yeah. So does that so those meetings, you're talking about the actual meeting with the player, does that come before or after a meeting with the agent? Uh, we've already met with the agents. So Part of our trip down to San Diego, you know, Justin, myself, Tim Stanton, our director of baseball operations, all sat down with the the player reps for what I would call our our top targets, and you know, walk through basics, general understandings of what their their expectations were, more term of contract than than actual dollar amount, and and interest level in Seattle, what we're doing. That's your first chance to pitch the city of Seattle, what we're doing as a team, the, the, the corner we believed we've turned. Uh, and, and we were approached by more than a couple of agents who had clients who thought what was happening in Seattle was interesting and wanted to sit down and talk with us, which is also a really fun and new thing for us. That's not something that, that has happened consistently through the years. Yeah, it's got to be really exciting, right? I mean, you're you're having these conversations with with players that you get to identify. What about you mentioned the trade market? We we spent some time yesterday talking about on our show just two different types of trades, right? One where you're giving up some of your better assets, younger assets in order to acquire a really good player uh who's maybe at the major league level versus trades in which you're maybe willing to take on more unwanted salary from another team in order to get a player without having to give up in, as much in terms of uh, in terms of your own young assets. Are you looking at all of those types of deals? How do those how do those tend to break down? We are. We are looking at all those. And frankly, in in the early stages of this rebuild. So if we flash back to you know, 2019, 2020, but, but especially 2019, you know, some of those deals, the second of which you mentioned, you know, the, the deals where you're maybe taking on larger contracts and you know, we're effectively bringing in veteran players who may fit, you know, it may no longer fit the team they're with, but allows us access to, to, you know, younger players or prospects we're trying to develop. We did a little of that in 2019 and, and, you know, it's, those are not easy deals to make. Uh, I, I think of it's something that's that's you know, widely discussed among prospect types. Or I know on in the blogosphere, it, it's thrown around like we should do this. It, those aren't easy deals to do, right? mostly because there's there's a lot of money attached to to a player, and generally speaking, the the club who's trading that player doesn't want to trade 
their better prospects in order to move the, the contract. So there's it, it, those are a little uh, more difficult, but we're open to them in the, to the extent that they exist. And as far as, as acquiring players, you know, right now our focus is on acquiring players to fill more specific needs than maybe we have in, in the last couple of years. We feel like we've established a core of players that make sense for us moving forward that have done a great job in developing over these last couple of years, who I think, you know, proved on the field last year that we are ready to take that next step. So we're not looking to to go replace those players. And and that's one of the the nuances of actually building a roster versus, you know, the 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 idea of who's a better player, A or B. Because you can continue to trade out for the for the better player and you may not become a better team. And our focus is on on filling the holes to make ourselves a better team. So so it's an interesting one, right? It's not unlike this sort of uh, general debate we get in a draft, whether it's a baseball draft, football draft of best available versus player that fits the position you want. You know, baseball draft, I would assume you're almost always going after best available, right? Just because it's so long before that player ends up coming in and helping your team. But but at this point, it sounds like you you really you really got to focus on specifics with where your organization is at. Yeah, that's the difference between roster building and talent gathering. And you know, you're right. In the baseball draft, we do it's best available. And you know, the same could be said when we when we began gathering talent. Our our goal was you know how highest ceiling. It, make sure we're getting good makeup players with the highest ceilings and. The position they played was secondary to to making sure we were we were getting the upside potential. You know, now that we have acquired players in those categories, that the goal is to let them grow, see where the needs are, now build a complete team. And you know, that's our that's what we're doing this year, and it's a little bit different to to at times mm-hmm. a lot different than than just simply going out and trying to access the highest talent you can. Years ago, I remember the story of Theo Epstein spending Thanksgiving with Kurt Schilling in order to uh, get that deal done when he brought him into in in the before the 2004 season. Will, will we hear about you spending the holiday at somebody's house trying to convince them that Seattle is the place to go? It's funny. I, I was actually working for the Red Sox. That when we made that deal and and, and talking through it uh, that morning, but no, I, I plan on having Thanksgiving at home, <laughs> and uh, you know, but you can zoom I, that I thing these days. <laughs> yeah, we we have uh, you know the big thing for us this year. We do have I think uh, you know three and potentially four uh, visitations set up between now and and Thanksgiving. So we're going to log some miles here in the next week, but. A big thing for us is once we've met with the agent, once we understand that there is a, a, a I guess we, we have common ground uh, and an interest with you know, the players that we're pursuing, that uh, we think meeting that player face to face is a really important element. And you know, especially that after the the, the pandemic and, and what we were had gone through and trying to recruit players via Zoom, while that's still available to us, you learn so much more about someone when you're sitting down with them live and, and you get a feel for what the person is about. And, and we think that's an important next step and, and really looking forward to, to getting the ball rolling awesome. on those visits. Well, Jerry, thank you. Uh, this has been great. Really enjoy it. Thanks for all the information and, and just your candidness. Uh, Thanksgiving a week from today. So I guess we won't be talking next Thursday, but uh, I know you're a heck of a chef and food's important to you. So uh, what's uh, what's the number one most important part for Thanksgiving before we go here? 
I mean, for, for me, the number one most important is that my wife makes the turkey. Okay. <laughs> so I don't screw it up, but uh, she does a wonderful job of it. We've got a killer uh, stuffing that, that we make. It's is amazing. Yeah. And I, I am uh, relegated to sous chef on, on Thanksgiving, and my job is to make the vegetables, carve the turkey, and make sure that the dishes get clean. Awesome. Well, be safe, man. Have a great holiday, and I hope when we talk next, we're talking about a couple new Mariners players. That would be a lot of fun. Thanks, man. Happy holidays. Same to you.